good. What is that? An IPA? It's a good Alright, we're here with a uh, number. What number would this be? 26 or 27 of the Clint Esposito show. So you don't know how the volume's gonna be until. No, I, it'll be fine. These mics are good. Um, no, you should be fine too. You're right in between us. I don't know how much your cars are gonna be. And that Harley guy. Oh, that's, that's okay. That's cool. Background. Oh. So, I'm Clint. With me, we got Chris Morana right here. And we got Johnny Wisner. Right? That's correct. Wisner? Wisner. 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 Say. I go by Wiser on the show. Of your record of exceptional daring and the most versatile driver on the track, John Wisner. What's your name? Like you put your mind? Announcements? Um, Where I go? It's it, the, Moreno, Marina. The correct pronunciation is Wisner. Wisner. Or if you're from California in the Sacramento. 60s? Oh. <laughs> 70s? 80s? In the 80s? 80s on up. 80s on up. Then he's Johnny Crash-a-Rama. Right? Or Jumpin' Johnny. Or Jumpin' Johnny. That's how I know him by Jumpin' Johnny. That's what he said. But now he just showed us a magazine and he was Johnny Crash-a-Rama in a magazine. So that's what the... Uh, News, the guy that made the articles, he refers me to uh, as Johnny Crash Rama. Did you, you start go. that or did he start that? I, well, I called my show the Crash Rama, my stunts. What year? Starting what year? 82, okay. what you saw on that paper. And that was at the old yard? No, I started doing them. Well, I started doing them down at my yard but I started putting the stencil on everything when I went to that that was my first show I did for money on that paper in so 1982 this is in Sacramento California I went to Petaluma to a speedway to do that particular dive bomber for that show but you started doing your own shows I started doing them in 82 after I was in off of the street at the end of the street, and then I moved up to my house, Not just by my own, house. Like bands. Yeah, I know, but that's even wire. crazier that he just shut Life down the street. They were outlaw shows. The original ones had mostly people just on motorcycles, and there was fights and stuff like that. And then overcharge, you charge them. Like where the donation can? Were the fights on purpose or? Uh, people that got too drunk usually uh, ended up uh, getting their butts kicked by somebody drunk. else. But it wasn't like for something for people to come and watch. It was just a side effect. Uh, right. It was oh, okay. just things that happened. Got it. During the show, like uh, for instance, I was doing some crashes down there and. This one individual had a fifth of whiskey he was drinking, and he got a little bit too drunk, and another guy kept saying, stay away from the cars, and he didn't, so the guy shoved him, and then he smarted off to him, so he got a real bad ass kicking. Between crashes, what's happening? Between crashes, and then the guy, and then the guy went over to his car, he was going to get a gun out, so the other individual went over and knocked him out and took his keys and at the time there was a prison yard next door threw the guy's car keys into the prison yard which in turn brought the police out and the show was stopped no more crashes <laughs> for that day for that, day. Yeah, for, that. <laughs> for that particular event yeah 
Um, so is that how you got into doing, were you already doing car stunts by then? I had already been on uh, auto thrill shows for 10 years. So you started in the 70s. On I started Street. in 1972 on the King Kovaz Auto Daredevils out of Florida. Okay. And you were from California? Yes. And you just jumped on with them when they came through California? No, they didn't come through California. That's kind of an interesting story. I, uh, <laughs> I went to the Thrill Show at the State Fair in Sacramento when I was a kid. And I wasn't really interested in the hell driving uh, precision movement or the two-wheel driving or anything. I liked the rollovers. I just loved to watch the cars. They had a rollover contest. They'd have the old... 1950 DeSotos and stuff, and they would roll them over and over. Each guy would probably roll it five or six times uh. before it would be demolished. And I always thought that was cool. And I also wanted to be a racing driver. So I started to build a race car in high school, and I ran out of money, and I couldn't complete that. And I ended up working on carnivals for a couple of years out of high school when I was 18, 19, and 20 and when I was 20 I decided I'm gonna load my car up and go back east and look for a thrill show to join and so I loaded up my 58 Mercury and I took off my friend Henry one of my best friends rode with me from Sacramento to Mustang Ranch in Nevada okay. which was <laughs> a, a house of ear repute and <laughs> He bought me a date there, and then he hitchhiked home, and I headed east from there in the Mercury. And That's a good friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, so I would run out of money. I was basically, I was sleeping in the car, and so I'd stop where I saw a fair operating or something, and I'd work a day or something on a ride, and then I'd get a little money that night, and I'd move on, and I... I think I came out as far as Indianapolis. I did go to the museum at the Speedway, I remember. And um, I found out somehow there was going to be a thrill show in Lincoln, Nebraska at the State Fair. So I headed back to Lincoln, Nebraska, and I got there. It's going to be a two-week fair, and uh, the thrill show was on the last day of the fair. And I was there about a week before the fair even came to town or even opened. So there was a little amusement park at the back of the fairgrounds. The guy had a, some real old junky rides. And so I worked there at night. He gave me, I run the Tilt-A-Whirl, the bumper cars, and this antique ride called the Moon Rocket, which is was a forerunner of the Flying Bobs or the Himalaya, but uh, a real I old. I just gave you cocaine. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, the guy gave me $5 a night to I run the rides. Ride. So I did that, and I slept in my car outside the little amusement park till the fair opened, or the fair started coming in. And then a couple of fellas had a ride. I think they were out of Florida. They were putting a carnival ride up, so I got a job helping them set the ride up. It was called the Flying Scooter. Uh, you don't see many of those anymore either, of course. And... Uh, when the ride was put together, the only job I could find, I sold tickets in a ticket box in front of it for 14 days for $7 a day. I sat in there for like 14 hours Jeez. a day right across from three sideshows. So I had to hear the gorilla woman 24-7. Is that right? 
and uh, the last day of the fair, the auto daredevils were performing in the afternoon. Well, I had to sell tickets, so I couldn't go see the show, but I took a break as soon as the show was over, and I went over there, and uh, Walter King Kovaz, he was the boss. I saw him, I found him, and I said, well, I want, I, I want a job, I want to go with you guys. And how old are you, 18? I'm 20 then. Oh, okay. And he goes, well, how old are you? And I said, I'm 20. He says, well, you got to be 21. So he gave me a program, and he said, if you're really interested, you call me this winter. So I, when I got home, I called him from California to Florida, and he hired me over the phone, and he kept sending me letters. You're going to show up, right? You're going to show up. Because I had to be there in uh, April, I think. Where? In Florida. Okay. And I had never been on an airplane or anything yet, and I lived in Sacramento, California. And so it came April, and I got a, bought me a plane ticket, and uh, they said, when you get off the airplane, look for a car with auto daredevils on the side, and somebody will be there to pick you up. So... That's how I started on thrill shows. And what'd you do? The first stunt I did was the seven right off man. Right the bat, you got stunts? Huh? Right off of the bat, you did stunts? Within a week, I'd okay. say. Uh, I started doing the seven man leap on the motorcycle where you'd have a ramp that was only up a block high and you'd lay seven guys out there and you'd jump okay. over the men laying down. Were you and, jumping? Or you laid down on the... On no, the I was using... They had me ride the motorcycle. Okay. I started jumping <laughs> over the men for okay. the seven-man leap. Did you first lay down as one of the men? Uh, maybe for a couple... Of, a week or something. Okay. And uh, I, I remember the first time I got on the motorcycle because I told them, oh, I know how to ride dirt bikes and everything. And I rode right into a puddle of mud and fell down immediately on the motorcycle. And it was... Uh, it looked like a triumph, but it was actually... Uh, old uh, 250 Allstate, Sears Allstate with a Triumph tank on it uh -huh. and a piece of car upholstery on it for a seat. They also uh -huh. used it to do the firewall. Perfect. So, and then the next stunt I started doing was, uh, I think it was the iron chest routine where you have, you put a board down, it's about four foot long and it's staked down on one end and then you're the block and the pickup the front wheels go over the pickup, and then the rear wheels go over. I was short, so they huh? I, I did it because yeah. the other wheels weren't running over my feet. They called it the iron indestructible man or the iron chest routine. Is How wide is it. the board that they The board on? was probably two foot wide because you had to make sure it was below your rib cage and above your kneecaps or it'd snap your knees and or your ribs. Uh, it would basically, it could kill you. Didn't do much. I mean, the pad. Was yeah, the pad. The pad was about the spikes. You had to really. So you had to know where to position it because I remember hearing some college kids trying it. They saw it probably at a thrill show, and the guy died because it crushed his uh, chest. So. And you, probably, you guys probably had like old, heavy, real heavy cars. Well, we <laughs> they used the pickup truck that they jumped. It was a brand new '72 uh, Dodge long bed pickup. Yeah. Yeah. A real truck, but they could actually do that with a. They could do that with a ton and a half truck, even. With a Toyota Tundra? No, not the Tundra. The T100 back then, maybe. Yeah, when I was running over Jim. Yeah, and then about three weeks, 
I was supposed to start doing the slide for live and I had the pad on and everything and, and one guy tried it and then something happened and we had to leave right away and I never did the slide. Mm. I had the pad on and everything and it was going to be my turn next and nothing happened and we traveled from Florida clear out to California and then came back to the Midwest. So when we got out to California, which was about three weeks after I started, uh, they let me roll my first car. So uh, 1972 and I rolled a about a 1961 Falcon. Remember this? Do you remember what car you rolled? It's on my card even. That's my first rollover on my the business card. Are any of those cars worth money now? That's all of them were worth money when <laughs> that we crashed in 72. Oh, yeah. Because they were all in the either in the real early 60s or the 50s or even some 40s still. Yeah. And uh, I remember I rolled the car wheel to wheel and the linkage fell off the tranny. So I only did one wheel to wheel, but I did make it wheel to wheel. And they said, oh, duck your head over. But I think I had my head on the ceiling uh -huh. when it went over. You got a concussion. And then we went to San Jose, and I rolled a 59 Rambler American. <laughs> and it was, and I remember I got a one and a half, and I was laughing. I was upside down in the car, and I was laughing when they came over there, because I thought it was, yeah, my old goggles. red helmet. No goggles. Okay. Short sleeves. Uh, we did. I don't know whether we had, yeah, we did have they short didn't sleeves. No sleeves. Bro, he was wearing a Sometimes tank top. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, he likes it. I rode dirt bikes in uh, tank tops for a long time. Is that right? You fire. They used to fire stunts with short sleeves. Uh, yeah, I burnt burnt myself real bad at Columbus. I second, third degree burns. Get out of here, B. And then uh, the B loves truly. The third car. We got a lot of dead sticks. <laughs> cars that didn't run for rollovers. So we called them dead sticks, and we had a van with a push bumper on it, like yeah. the pickup we have now. Did you guys do that once? Oh, I always did. That was your backup plan. If the car didn't run, even if it didn't run to jump it, um, back then it was Johnny. Johnny or Tony Peterson would push you in the yeah. push bumper. Back then, I mean, you were doing it when I joined in 96, 97, 98. It was somebody else pushing them. But, yeah, and you had no control. You just had to steer. I mean, and again, you didn't have any power steering, so... To roll the car, I mean, you didn't have any power steering at all anyway, but with us in 96, if you had no power, you had to crank it at the top of the ramp, and you're getting a good push from yeah. whoever's behind you. So you're kind of just, you got to just make sure you roll it over, because if you didn't, if you went off the ramp and you didn't twist the wheel, you're back on all fours, and now you're going towards the infield, you know, and it, was, it wasn't pretty. So you wanted to roll it just to stop the momentum, really. <laughs> The third car I rolled was a dead stick, and it was in <laughs> Merced, California. In fact, my... I never heard that saying, though, dead stick. Dead stick, okay. and it was a 54 Buick Super four-door sedan. And I was kind of nervous because I thought, oh, I got to get this car over. And I remember Billy Little, who was the star driver on that show, he, he said I was still cranking on that wheel when it was upside down. He said to make sure I got it over. And I think I... <laughs> I think I made two rollovers with it, wheel to wheel, and then they pushed me in again. And I did another wheel to wheel with it, and that was a '54 Buick, great big car. Nice. But you were we safe had in those things, huh? So you were safe in those things. Oh yeah, they didn't crush down at all. The hard tops would, though. You'd get the big 
the two door. Like 64 Pontiacs, if it was a hard top, they'd just crush down on you. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, you just leaned over and you kind of let the roof push you down with it on if the you seat. you want to know what cars are good for accidents, ask these guys because they've Ford Taurus. crashed Man, my... I mean, that, <laughs> Ford Tauruses were like beater cars. You would get them in the way they're shaped. Had to be, I guess, early 90s models, the fact that I was rolling in late 90s, but they were just a crown, you know, and it was just a kind of the momentum. It took them and it hopped and it was, wasn't a hard hit, you know, but I mean... What's your favorite from, car to crash? The two-door huh? two Toyota sucked. Well, uh, the one on that newspaper that I'm jumping in 1982, that was like a 66 Oldsmobile. Yeah. And I was doing a 50-foot dive bomber. I made some ramps. The, the guy that I had to do a job for, he didn't want one off two or three blocks high. He wanted me to... So I made these steel irons that had a pitch, and it got uh -huh. the car up pretty high. So I tested them out on my street first, I think. I went 75 feet on that jump in a 62 Impala. And, How uh, high would you say? Oh... Uh, I think the one at my house, I could probably up close to the top of that diesel over there. Come on, like 10, 11 feet? Yeah, in the 62 Chevy. It was Holy up there. Shit. Ramp to ramp, or you just landed? No, I dive bomber crash, oh, landing in Junkers. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I went 75 feet because the speedometer didn't work in the car, so I remember taking one out of another old big car, and I wired it underneath the dashboard and I was using that for a speedometer so I don't know how accurate it was because I obviously went farther than I... Obviously not very accurate. Huh? Obviously not very accurate. I thought I wasn't going to go quite... I thought I was going to hit the second car and I hit the third car but it stuck right in the windshield I remember because it felt like it wanted to drive me into the steering wheel but it didn't because I yeah. was fairly strong then. But... Uh, so these ramps, these ramps we have for the ramp to ramp, they were Kochman ramps originally? I think some of that metal on them okay, was, was part it? of the ramp to ramp jump still. The, the, uh, the measurements on them, you think? Yeah, that's the that's same. Okay. Same, same as the Kochman jump. But the receiver was a big wooden one, and it was a different pitch. So I had to figure out what two, to do this trailer at when I started jumping the old car. And the first time I jumped it, I didn't have as much incline on it, and it was a different speed. And then I went to try a bigger, I jumped a 87 Ford long bed one, uh, F-150 pickup before I jumped uh, the old Dodge here, because I didn't, yeah, and I came in the same speed as I did before I changed the incline. I barely made it on the safety. I mean, I didn't have, Really? Yeah, a yeah. foot to spare, I, and I landed on the safety way, and it was just a, a temporary yeah. one. It went flying off, oh, yeah. yeah. And everybody thought that was watching it. There was just a few personal friends watching it, and they said, "Oh, that was such a nice jump." And I said, "No, it wasn't." That's I said, "I almost ate it right there." Yeah. So then I changed the speed. I added another, I think, three miles an hour, which I jumped Lucy at now, and that was what I needed. So he jumps this as a 38, 37, 37 Dodge. 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 Which is not really a model. It's just a mate. Um, huh? Dodge. Yeah, it's just a Dodge four-door sedan. I don't think there's a... Just um, a Dodge. Dodge. So this Dodge. trailer that he, 
it's sitting on is the landing ramp and then the stuff up on the front of there Take is off. the takeoff ramp and he actually jumps 40 feet onto this trailer which as you can see is not that much wider than the car itself there's like a foot and a half maybe on each side yeah i think the car's six foot wide and the trailer's eight eight foot wide so something like that and how fast do you go huh how fast do you go well i go over 40. Uh, I don't okay. tell the exact okay. speed. That's, <laughs> over that's... 40. And let me tell you, last year he came over the curb uh, or the the like cushion on the uh, track and was just skidding out <laughs> and just kept her... <laughs> Oh, I had to go out on that old track yeah. to come into the smaller Yeah, track. and you like came down and you were like... <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> the track, it looks yeah, it he's throwing all the dust up. And it just makes a noise. It makes it, I mean, it's, you don't need any pyro. And to, the thing you know, is, just makes totally stock, the car is. That's just how it came. Yeah, original suspension still. I put uh, heavy duty shocks on it when I started jumping in. That's the only thing I did to the suspension. Now, I, I, to about the backup, you have another car. At home in Sacramento. That's a 38 Plymouth. 38 yeah. Plymouth. Did you test it with that one? I was going to jump it one day, but you know, that car is licensed and insured. You could actually drive it on the street. It's painted All the, up, black hat. It's painted up just like this. Good. Looks good. Right and it's there, it's a real pretty cherry body. Cool. Yeah. So I decided. to the store to try to get chicks? Huh? You take it to the diner to get I haven't get driven it in a year or so. It, it's licensed right now, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> It has an exhaust like this with no muffler, so milk it's a little eggs. loud. Yeah, milk and eggs. <laughs> it's out at Bloom's Garage and right now. I that one as well. That's pretty neat. I've seen yeah. photos of it. Yeah, I knew it was pristine. That's I, even a little fancier paint job because he put stuff on the front fenders like rabbit's foot and a four-leaf clover and horseshoe. and Something to do with... Pristine cars in, in thrill shows, though, that it's it's good, but they tell a story that it's a little bit bumped up. Our bumpers, I'm looking off camera, but our bumpers are scraped up from bumper to bumper driving. They could be repainted. I mean, nothing is damaged on these cars. They've been used for a few years and, and quite a bit of shows, but the fact that, you know, they might have little dents here and there. And things happen in stunt shows. You this know? thing's got some... It's got good story, yeah. Well, I started... Originally, I built this car to jump through the battering ram, and that's what beat it all up. Uh, Except I did have a bad jump, and that did damage the car. I had the throttle stick up there at uh, Massachusetts, and Seekonk. Seekonk, and I, instead of 40 feet, I ended up going 86 feet before I landed, and I was clear over the receiving ramp and I nose dived into the asphalt and that's why there's no front bumper on it if the bumper went flying off with the brackets yeah. and everything and better long than short though huh? the wheels were like that towed out uh, even that bumper horn that this helmet's hanging on is bent from it coming back down on the rear end like that is that why you put the helmet on there <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's really the only bad jump I've had with and it turned out it was a real small bank track it was all it wasn't a track I would ever try to jump this car on again because yeah. I had to stay way up by the wall and the inside of the right rear tire is all scraped because I could hear the tires scraping on the frame when I was in the turn 
Mm. It was so tight. And uh, luckily, I thought it was going to flip over when I hit, and luckily it didn't. Because I, I thought that was the end of the car. When I was looking car. at the wall, I mean, for me, I mean, when I was looking at the speed, and your third eye is looking at the ramp. Because you got so much going on sometimes at speedways to do a jump. You know, I've, and that's it. I yeah, couldn't watch my speedometer because I was only that far away from the concrete yeah, wall. And then, yeah, then you look up, and there's the ramp, and you're looking at your speed, and you want to let off, then you want to give a throttle. But it turned out uh, the reason I was practicing going around the track that day and the engine kept revving up on me and I, I put another spring on the throttle but actually what was wrong was the front motor mount was rotted away mm. and the motor was shifting in the turn and making the throttle go oh boy. faster so I really didn't have any control over right. the throttle. No one's the and once I got in the air, I, I thought, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> so when you landed, was it pinned or what? Huh? When, when you landed? I landed at about a 45 degree was angle it, was it still into the, gas the asphalt. Still huh? Was gas still on? Was like where it let off of the gas? Because uh, you weren't turning anymore? I just probably had my foot where I usually just stay right on the pedal when I'm in the air, you know. Yeah, but it wasn't still stuck when you landed. No, no. I was straight <laughs> then, but, you know, I, I, did, I thought the car was going to go end over end, actually, because it was way up like that, and I'm going, oh, this isn't going to be good. Yeah, there's no cage in that. No. Just a lap belt out of a race car. Oh, that fancy uh, stuff. What's wrong with you? Not in this. Should we talk about how we just drove six hours and then did this? <laughs> Sure. So excuse us if we're we working, uh, working today is Just left the winter quarters really. Well, so today is uh, Tuesday. Chris picked me up uh, Sunday at three o'clock in Jersey. In Jersey, we drove to Binghamton, New York, basically. Dropped off his two-wheel truck, then drove what? The truck and empty trailer drove to Cumberland, Ohio. No, well, we drove to here, Williamsport. Williamsport. Pennsylvania. Yep. Slept here. Saw the Little he League didn't field. get to see the Little League oh, Hall of Fame, though. Or we'll see it tomorrow, the Little League <laughs> Field. Yeah, the outside. And it's then, went to Cumberland, Ohio, picked up the other cars, and then drove back. Went to work. We're in Williamsport now. Yep. Having Trulies in the parking lot of. Is this the same hotel we were in? No, not at all. You drove to the same town and just uh, and then went well, to a different was, hotel? Yeah, because maybe the parking lot, it can hold more vehicles. <laughs> they had a cot. They had a cot for the third person. Cramming in a room, that's what you do for now. And then uh, once you start making money and having shows, maybe we can have our own rooms. <laughs> this isn't SAG, you know, so deal with it. I get first shower in the morning, by the way. I've yes. never been sag, even when I did commercial stuff or whatever. It was never, I they never. They treated you good on the road. I mean, if yeah. you did bike shows, your promoter or you might put yourself up. I mean, listen, even with yeah. my guys, we, we would share rooms. I mean, it's not like, you know, you just. Usually, you're um, not even at the hotel much. Yeah, you're I would put us up. Setting up ramps. You're, you're prepping for the show. The same guys, just riding back and yeah, forth. for sure. Looks good though. When I was on the Kochman Hell Driver show, I slept in the Dodge Hotel most of the time, which was the pickup on uh, top of the car carrier. 
nice. because I drove the car carrier and there was no sleeper on it. I've done when you're driving so the car I carrier. So I slept in the pickup. We, there were times we didn't have air conditioning in the bunkhouse. And I remember we would kind of scatter and find cars unbeknownst to Charlie Belknap because we were using his gas at night to have air conditioning <laughs> on the car carrier because the bunkhouse was so hot. Or we yes, would just it was. <laughs> yeah. Here it comes again. I told you. Oh, it's a different guy. Totally different. It's louder. It's a, it's a great day for a ride, though. You can't blame these guys. Um, yes, I can. But yeah, actually, you know, it's funny now that we're not even people complaining about, oh, I got to share a room or something. With, but that's, you put the seat down, right, and just hung out, and that's what you did in the show. It's not like we have bunk beds and stuff, so. I took naps in the Toyotas during and the you day. Drove the bunkhouse. Oh no, you drove. The I drove car. the bunkhouse the first few until uh, Dick Langdon Rick quit. Rick follow you. I know Rick Snifton was trying to follow you. Oh yeah, in the bunkhouse because he can't uh, lose you. Can't lose you. Sniveled about everything. I heard. I wasn't there yeah. that year. That was like '94. Andy will yeah. remember again. We'll have to do this again with Andy and tell those stories. But uh, that's cool that you did that, and then you were so you also slept in the berth, the sleeper berth back then. Or you slept no, I slept. Uh, I started sleeping in the sleeper when he got uh, some Volvo tractors, because yeah, yeah. the other one, the tractors he had first were some old GMC Astro cabs, uh, yep. and they were a mess. The air conditioning didn't work, so I slept in the bunkhouse. So, so the cab overs, I drove the same yeah. Volvos later on. Yeah, the yeah. Volvos had nice air conditioning. I started staying in the truck then, but staying in a treehouse, like a ladder to get. Yeah, before yeah. then. Uh, I stayed in the bunkhouse because the astral cabs, they weren't even comfortable to drive. Yeah. They weren't even. from another show to Charlie get them from? No, those came from uh, when we, when I worked for Jack Kochman and we had the Newport cigarette show. He bought those astral cabs. That's the story, the cigarette show. They had cigarettes, they kind of like drank. In 1988, we had Newport cigarettes. cigarettes. Did you guys hand out cigarettes? Yeah, we had uh, samplers <laughs> that traveled with <laughs> us, and they room in the gave room. away little 10 packs of Newports. Nice. You know, because we'd go to the Richmond State Fair and a lot of big up. fairs. Right? As huh? You had Newport cars? cars? Newport cars. Bro. Newport t-shirts, alive with pleasure. Right now. We need a picture of one of those Newport cars. I, I guarantee you somebody will copy it. I just gave Andy a Newport uh, banner from 88. Uh, Hollywood Stunt World, it was called. Newport Hollywood Stunt World. That's awesome. I still have my uniforms. They're white and green. By, who would you want to be sponsored by now? Right now, if you were sponsored by not a car manufacturer, just, I don't know, what do you, I mean, an ice cream store or something like Carvel? Or would you want to be sponsored by... Nike? Yeah, probably something like Nike yeah, or something. Now you can't be sponsored by cigarettes anymore. No, I guess not. I can't get sure them away. Sure we can. <laughs> Subway? Well, even on the Kochman show I in the 70s. I think you're a pedophile if you're involved with Subway no, in man. any way. Jared F. that up. <laughs> that's true, man. That's that's sad that that's synonymous. Yeah, as soon as I see that's somebody's true. involved with Subway, I'm like, they diddle kids. That sucks. It's in true. the... 70s on the Kochman show. First, we were Winston cigarettes. They had the two-wheel ski cars painted up with Winston on them and everything. And uh -huh. then uh, we changed the Camel cigarettes because I think R.J. Reynolds owned both cigarette companies or both brands. Right. So I think in 19... 
eighty, we had I have camel uniforms that say camel on the side, and then they say Kochman L drivers on the back, embroidered on brown uniforms for camel. They sponsored um, Camel Supercross when I started watching. Yeah, like nineteen ninety, it was Camel Supercross. And then uh, Kochman also had a. Um, Beach Nut Chewing Tobacco sponsor for 87. Awesome. That was John Anderson managed that. There's programs out there, right? That yeah. Seem memorabilia on that, of course. Yep. And then, um, but Dodge, with, with Kochman was Dodge. Kochman was always Dodge since the 40s. And it was a good sponsorship. Like it was. Yeah. He'd, he'd get, he had his many as four units at one time and he he got cars diesel hey. trucks nice and nice car. <laughs> thank you yeah he nice he'd get diesel <laughs> trucks vans pickups cars for the show okay yeah all kinds of he'd Who get like a hundred vehicles a year he'd Who get them all, but um, even off season some of the stunt guys would have it off did you earn yeah the years you would get the one. top drivers would get a car to take home with but them and when you stuff. say home would it be the same state what if you traveled like a well they wouldn't probably give one no. to me ever but i wasn't the favorite on the show when i was on Kochman's show anyway but like tony and pete gross sure. Sure, they are. The really top drivers had cars or Same. vans all the year sure, round. Well. Jerry Lackey okay. had a car. I think uh, even Larry Kramer got to take a van home one year, but then when he brought it back, kind of crashed up in the fender and everything. I don't think they let him take it home anymore. Dang it. <laughs> Is that uh, Kramer's dad? Yeah, his dad was the clown on the Kochman show when I was on there. He's happy the clown. And he was happy all the time. <laughs> Any reason? Any reason? Any reason he was so happy? <laughs> the reason he was happy is because he was high. <laughs> <laughs> There's no two ways about it. Such is the decade, I guess. And he was that way during the show too. But he was an excellent clown. But he did, right? the stories were uh, <laughs> phenomenal just to hear him. I definitely was born too late <laughs> to be a part of it. All this stuff. Joined way too late. Um, they used to go to Mexico or some one of those. Yeah, might as well. If you see one, I saw one. Some of the Kochman guys would go to Mexico or some other country in the winter, almost every winter. I did go to Mexico one winter on the Kovas show in 1973. We went down to Mexico. We were supposed to be there all winter, and we were probably down there a month and a half. And something I don't think they were paying. Kovaz and he pulled we pulled out of there but uh, we were playing real poverty towns real poverty towns and there isn't racetracks down in Mexico or back in 73 we played basically on baseball diamonds wow. so we'd have the first ramp on third base and then you'd turn on home plate and the second ramp would be on first base wow Sucks. I did a. You weren't there the year. You did 96, 97 with me, not 98. Yeah. Crash was no. there 98, and in uh, Iowa. We were in Iowa. Serge Beaulieu got hurt on a baseball diamond. I remember that whole deal. They had a, hel a helicopter come and circle it with lights and whatnot, but I wasn't stunt driving at the time, but I mean, it, could, it was hectic, but you made it work, I guess. You know, but yeah. the motorcycles were kind of 
you know better than me. I, I did this fight for life in the Autobots and the Perch, but man, it was just slick. Especially with the dew. We used to play on grass, and the dew would pick up in the <laughs> afternoon. Okay, slide for life, like evening time. Dew was always our nemesis as well. On the ramps. On that ramps, yeah. As soon as it became, you know, like it started to become dusk, that's what. That's it. You'd start to get a bunch Gosh. of dew. But uh, so slide for life is where we'll find some footage. I'll put some in here. You have a leather pad on your butt, basically, and you hang off the back of a car, and then you slide through a fire on your butt. Actually, this is yes for slide for life can be several stunts in live shows, but. With the auto throw show, exactly right. You go uh, up to like 70, 80 miles an hour we did at the Red Mile. Yeah, and uh, well, olden days they would call it the suicide. Slide. Kentucky was a mile, and uh, Johnny, <laughs> I would drop off the back of Johnny's car. Yeah, I think I 80 miles. Yeah. And I, I mean, the, the, the leather pad hasn't changed in how many decades? You know, it's I don't just think it's a leather changed. pad. It's never changed. It's a leather pad. It's kind of keeping yeah. with tradition. <laughs> Um, but you put your feet down, and if you're doing 80, you're you're breaking some things, you know. So because you're gonna. Whoosh. And yeah. I think Chris is one of the best ones I've ever seen do the slide. I'm no, I'm not saying that because you're here. Because I did, all, I did it a bunch, though. If, if you if you didn't, I'd say you stunk. But no, I, Chris I never, I would slide and then stand up before he'd come to a complete stop. And take my helmet off. And take the helmet off <laughs> without. Before he actually come to a dead stop, and I and nobody else would do that. They'd stop, and then they'd get up, and yeah, sure. No, I was more nimble back then, but no, it worked out. It was more of a showman type thing if I was able to do it. Right, you would just kind of wave. And, yeah, that's. I think that's changed with shows, right? The showman the show. presentation. Yeah, exactly. Of Listen, the people you in shows a lot. Get out of cars back in the day. They would get out. The car would keep rolling. The doors are open. They were. I mean, it was. Some like, of them would put one leg out before they. It was a, It was impressive. Like you know, you're right. I feel like all that stuff, even like freestyle, like they try to promote it by being like, for X fighters, you get points for celebrating or whatever after your thing because they want people to do that. Yeah, but it's still like. They downplay it. Like I would hate to have to do that. I know. I, I get it. <laughs> What I used to bow and stuff? Huh? Did you ever bow? No, I didn't bow. <laughs> what was your move? I just go like that. <laughs> you would, so you would not the double wave. Yeah, I just do one you like that. You do Usually left what side, I do because the other side was. Well, I'm left-handed yeah. anyway. Oh, but okay, that's good. Um, it's the other side too. And I've noticed when I had a crew a few years ago of younger people. Um, they're not the same anymore. They, their egos are bigger than what they learn before they learn it, mm -hmm. and it ruins them right away. That just used to be bike guys. It's a lot, a lot of time. <laughs> well, Dude, they get into a couple shows, right, and then all of a sudden they sign think, a couple autographs. oh, yeah. I, and I remember when I started, we had programs back then. You always. Had somebody selling programs, and uh, you had your. I even had my picture in the program the first year I was on the some show. Programs. Uh huh. Oh yeah, absolutely. I got in some programs and uh, motorcycle programs. <clears throat> I remember I didn't even care about signing. I signed very few on the Kovaz show. I was more interested in just, and I didn't yeah, even. Why you want to clean up? Well, no, I didn't even. I, we had to load up. The Kovaz show was real strict. Yeah. Compared yeah. to the Kochman show. 
or Charlie's show. Charlie, because you wanted to push the material out, meaning like, you know, the booth was set up, sell some shirts. But if we had a big jump that night, three states away, the guys were thinking, let's load this stuff up. We want to clean up and be on the road. Yeah. But you had to have, you know, the, the 20 minutes to, to obviously meet and greet, which was the best part, and you would sign away. Problem was, you would have those stragglers. You might, you know, this is in my thinking, my starting out, that that which that would milk it, and they saw the other guys walk away and start to load up and lift ramps and get dirty, cleaning up, and you're already tired from doing the show. But they would stay there waiting for other people. Oh, and hang out with the fans. Hang out with the fans. It always like the first couple of years. They were never like a seniority type of guy. They yeah. would just wait. While everyone else loaded up and, and just had it going, man. But but you know, it was about selling the, the t shirts or the keychains back then or whatnot, but Well Kovaz's wife would sell the programs, I so was, I was jealous because Johnny <laughs> you were doing a car carrier back then and you were kinda off the scene, meaning you had to oh. do you get six cars to load. Yeah, I wanted to get and loaded and up. Exactly. And right. you, had it, you know, you had it down to a science and there was another five, six guys on the track with a trailer and you had to coordinate with everybody, you know, putting the ramps and block-ins. In fact, this was back when we had the, the bunkhouse was in the front and then- all, Yeah, the ramps went the in the back, back of the bunkhouse. Toyota pickup. Yeah. And it would take like, we didn't have a trailer, meaning like on the track and pull Right, we, even when I was there with you, we used the pickup when oh, you, right. you and I worked together. Each other. Imagine doing that these days, throwing <laughs> blocks at each other. So you're trying to- <laughs> Just making sure. We used to literally throw, not at each other, to each other, throw blocks, but, as Andy would talk about as well, I mean, you got to be ready. You just got it done. See, when I started on the Kovacs show, I was I was the kid. I'm 21 years old, and there might have been one one or two other younger guys, but all the people that were there year after year were 37 and up, and they didn't take any crap from you. You did what you they told you to do or else. That's how I ran my show. I was 21. That's, I was 21 when you met me. You must have thought like, I hurt my arm to my teeth back then. <laughs> I need to keep my mouth shut though. I learned three I stunts right away. I called it earlier. I was like, he was a young punk then. And he goes, yeah, he was. <laughs> me? Oh, nice try. That was off the seat. <laughs> on the track, I was professional. Because <laughs> I remember help loading the motorcycle on the Kovacs show and I put it in gear so it wouldn't... And Billy Little saw me put that bike. He said, if I ever see you do that again, I'll kick your ass. He said, You're not allowed to put it in gear? Because rocking back and forth on the truck, it mess up the transmission. Okay. Or that's what they thought. Yeah. That was that, was that old Allstate. I was going to say maybe <laughs> some old bike. It was an old bike. <laughs> it didn't hold any oil. I didn't check the oil. One time I finally checked the oil in it. And there was a one to drop on the little dipstick. So I put some oil. It had dual exhaust, this, this old Allstate. So I filled it up to the full mark. I fired that sucker up. It came out like spray. It just sprayed it right out. It didn't hold any oil anymore. So what did you do? Just I just left it like that with no oil. When we uh, stopped using shut that bike. Yeah. And shut it off. When we stopped using that bike, we were I was at the warehouse down in Florida, and I took it across the street and tried to blow it up because I had a little race course made in sand. Yeah. I couldn't even blow that bike up. It just would not stop running. 
We uh, did demo derby. This one. one of our friends used to be a repo guy, so we could get all these cars, and my friends would buy them, and then they would just run into each other and shit. In Jersey. Yeah, and we uh, they have a bunch of land down the meadows. The guy I work for, Jeff, and they would uh, they took one car and they put a cinder block on the pedal. And that thing ran until it finally heat seized. Used to have bets, you bet. <laughs> and he what would wait. Mark it would be he at. would wait, and then fire it back up like five minutes. Throw the block oh, back shoot. on it. They did it like three times. Finally, the exhaust is just glowing red. It's like shooting carbon out of the back of the exhaust. But it yeah. fired back up like literally like four That's times. Never yeah, I've seen 50-50 for a fundraiser. And you guess at Just what mark? Long? Could be thirty seconds, sixty, yeah. two minutes. But Dude, it was a long time. <laughs> yeah, I remember this that thing sat too. there and ran for a long time and just clapped out. <laughs> it was just that's your <laughs> but it only heat seized. Like I said, they let it sit there for five minutes, and, oh, fired it back up, up, put the thing back on. Yeah. On the Kovacs show, we had to drive in a convoy. We had to follow the ramp. It was a big box truck that the ramps went in and had a tire rack over the cab where all the new tires, extra tires went. And it wasn't a fast truck. It was like a two-ton box truck. And we had to follow that. And we weren't a lot. And I was pulling the bunkhouse until I rolled that the second year. But um, we weren't allowed to stop and sleep anywhere. We had to go to the next fair, no matter whether it was... 200 or 500 miles and miles yes. away before we could sleep that was the rule there was some jumps man i and i was i i got privy to that and you know my first couple of years that you went you just went with it and again i don't know if kids need, it's hard to find the help to do that if you book those shows right people don't want to it's just a tough call like there's you gotta go oh, with jumps it. that's how circus is absolutely yeah i'm sure it's just you like, know, it's, especially if it's a one night deal or two nights or three nights, you got the next show. You got to set up and do the next show. But again, we were just and if it was a band, you know, they would have the the stage crew or the roadies, and they would help load in and out. And the members maybe would get more rest. But being right. in a throw show, auto throw show, you're everything, right? You're the you're you're taking your logbook and doing it illegally just to say that you were not. Yeah. You were actually working all day. Then you were driving yeah. down the road, and that's both that's double dipping, whatever. But you got it done, and then you slept when you could, and you woke up, and you took glass out of a junker, and then you did another show that night. And, <laughs> but you knew, like, in four or five days, you could have two days off. <laughs> so it kept you kind of going through it. But you would be at a kind of a high after a show. You, were, you know, you were excited. You got stuff done. No one got hurt. Everything's... No, nothing got dented, I should say. You know, the boss was happy, so you were just you were ready to go, and then you would crash at like midnight. <laughs> you know, yeah. from like ten o'clock, you're on the road after eight o'clock show, and twelve o'clock, you're like, I gotta go three more hours. It sucks. Yeah, but you did it. You just did it, right? I found a few schedules from the '70s at home, and sometimes I think we went for almost a month without a day off. And we were in a different town every night. Crunch those numbers. And I'm thinking, I don't even know how I did that. <laughs> yeah, somebody made good money. But I, mean, I don't want to do that shit anymore. No, no, no. No, no. That's no, how I know. Is. I don't want to drive at night. I don't want to sleep yeah, in a car. Bad, so you, yeah, I mean, even Myrtle Beach, you would, but you would come from Georgia to do that. And then you have yeah. the gigs, and then 
Uh, yeah, that was one day. So Chris and I, we did uh, Eve of Destruction okay. every Wednesday at Myrtle Beach for uh, 30 years. Okay, so it was three years. I want to say I was yeah, there for the three last years. year. I wasn't there. You very weren't much. there. You were too expensive. <laughs> you were too. They, they'll know. But don't they remember? Um, yeah, we called the the <laughs> show. The first year was Eve of Destruction. Then every year after that was called Bigger, Faster, Bigger, Better, faster, Cheaper, Farther, <laughs> Higher. <laughs> But cheaper. Cheaper. <laughs> Wait, what else can you guys do? The, oh, skip plate racing? You want to end drive bus they, and do a rollover? They used oh, to and try, do a car jump. They used wanna... to try to pressure me into backflipping. <laughs> They'd be like, you can't flip this. Oh, you don't got it anymore in this now. And I'm like, I flip yeah, every yeah. other show. Yeah, yeah. Because guess what? They pay. That kind of true. <laughs> yeah. I would do it. You would every now and then. I didn't and... ever flip there. Oh, Who did? What's his name did? I know. He uh, did. Something with an S. Um... Guys in Florida, somebody did. He thought. How many years did you do the backflip? Kenny Steinke. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I knew How many years did you do the backflip like, on bikes? What, ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Everything. So I was always jealous, though. We would do the Wednesday night show. Clint was towards the finale of the show, right? Maybe it was a two-hour show, and you were like an hour forty in when you would do ten jumps. Yeah. We set up the ramps together as a kind of an intermission. Car ramp, bike ramp, landing ramp, takeoff, whatever, and then um, you would do your act, jump yeah. a couple times and then and I was already finale. I was already doing stuff for an hour with Tim Because he, he did like four stunts. I had to he was napping. I had to and wake all him up. we did was jump did we jump yeah. twice? Man, I probably Maybe three times. Yeah. No, I mean different segments. Oh, we just so went out know. once. I think we Not rode once. maybe. Nice try. <laughs> no, once. No way. It was once. Okay, we you rode did, once. I mean, you did a bunch of them, but uh, for like whatever five minutes. And you left the ramps on and the then track, and then I because I was they used them. to. Um, we used to set the landing up. We'd come from like the skirt where it was flat, and then go like up the bank on an angle. Bank, man. That was tricky for all of us. It was, and then a lot of them, was it there? We had the cars out there on the speedway with their headlights on the takeoff oh, yeah. ramp. That would happen. Because it was yeah. too dark. There was no light there. So we had the headlights from cars on the takeoff <laughs> ramp. Which, anybody's jumped freestyle, it's like, you have, like, basically a second. Not even. You have a split second to, like, hit the ramp uh -huh. and jump off. Yeah. If you can't see anything. And then there were times, kind of listen, it was show. South Carolina, those storms would come in quickly, Ooh. and I mean, it left puddles, you couldn't, you know, I That was know. every week, so every week. Was, but you didn't cancel a lot, I mean, no. you were there, obviously, either way you were there, but there was a time you set up the ramps, and it just couldn't happen, maybe you couldn't wait an hour, the people weren't going to wait Yeah, hours. once or twice, probably, but other than that, most of the time. Most of the time, they had, um... Uh, leaf blowers out there. We, it would rain yeah, yeah, they like would blow off the ramp for Clint. Like almost was, without fail, like four or five o'clock, we'd get like a downpour. Maybe later than that, six o'clock, right before chef. Same as like just you get know, some just huge downpour. Yeah, it would come through. <laughs> we were at Malone one year with Malone, New York, with the Kochman show, and it just started to downpour. Well, we had a four or five cars for rolling and demolition so we ended up using that we had the show in the rain but we used the junk cars and we just smashed together and everything i mean pete gross put me out right away i made it like two laps and then he smashed into me and that was the end of my car but the people loved it because yeah. it was 
It was just mud and something. There were yeah. times we did just crashes. I remember we, Charlie was getting paid either way kind of thing. So we just, you already prepped the cars. It was a slick track to have Toyotas on there. You couldn't right. do anything with them, but you would do the crashes and roll one and jump one, make it work, maybe a fire <coughs> stunt, but nothing precision like where you needed to not go off the track. And just have like, nice cars. You could do it in yeah, the no, junkers. That's what I mean. Yeah, no, you were all over the place. These red clay tracks are slick as crap. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, but to this day, you can't. But they don't. They don't know that part. You know, you're gonna get booed either way. What crowd? Yeah, that, that's when people like when it's windy, and I'm like, we shouldn't jump, and they're like, just jump it once, and I'm like, like once. if I don't die, right? Then everybody's like, well, that was easy. Why do you yeah. keep jumping? You know, yeah. like you just can't jump it at all. Yeah, yeah. You're like that was sketchy, and then everybody's like, cool. All right, keep jumping. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> Where's your landing ramp now? That Gone. mobile landing like, Which one? The one I knew of. The truck? Yeah. So it uh, Scrapped? broke down at some track in uh, Tennessee. I couldn't get it. The, something happened with the transmission. I think just some kind of like pickup in the transmission pulled out and it wasn't pulling oil. So I couldn't get out of the speedway, oh. and I just sold it to him for fifteen hundred bucks. Okay. <laughs> and oh, left it there. All right, you're done with it, huh? I was done with it. It just got heavy. It had it got, so yeah. many issues. I welded a whole landing ramp on top of a box van, Johnny. Oh. I welded for a month on that. Was it a movie? <laughs> was it our? Um, uh, it was just U-Haul. Um, I don't know. It was just a white. <clears throat> but you cut Ford. it, then you welded. Yeah. I cut, Scored, yeah. Yeah, I cut it on it. Well, first we pulled the, this is not supposed to be on dirt bikes, but we pulled the two outside That's boards in the back of the box yeah. out, just those two floorboards, and then welded directly to the frame yeah. that way of the box. Then, uh, well, once we pulled them out, we got it ready, then I cut the box, and then I've welded all the uprights and then put it but I never disconnected the battery and that fucking thing had electrical gremlins just yeah. for the rest of the time because oh. I must have fried a ton of shit in there. <laughs> I replaced the uh, electrical box on it at some point, the whole fuel uh, wiring harness oh, some geez. other like smaller wiring harness that's on it like like, at, at, yeah at some point I replaced like every electrical Did thing you around the that key that thing. you didn't bring one year? <laughs> Myrtle Beach. So, and I was, was I there? Yeah. Oh, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. I showed you up. Like, I don't have the, I don't know. Yeah. You knew where the key was. Maybe someone else drove it before. Um, maybe. And they parked. took the key you or parked something. parked it at Myrtle Beach. Yeah, yeah. 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 I had started, I had. You left it there. Left it like, at Myrtle. I left Myrtle. some equipment there, too. Week after week. So we I could there. just drive. Yeah, Absolutely. I was there every week. I had another landing ramp at the time, a trailer. So I just left that whole truck there. And then other people were going and doing the shows for me. Okay, yeah. And I think somebody else, I think you're right, somebody did that show the week before. I so. And I That's show up and there's there, no yeah. key for the truck. Yes. They took it with them. And I'm like, bro, where you can't is get into the, the key? Forget, I mean, so I can't get into the truck the day of the show. You just so want to drive it on the... I have to call some uh, locksmith guy to come and unlock it and then make me a key. It was like $350 oh, or something. Done. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I going to do? What are you going to do? Had a safe face. Yeah, I left some stuff there. We would drive up from Orlando. I had like an AM at Disney. I would do one show at uh, Lights Motors Action, and then I would come up on a Monday, drive the I guess eight hours from Orlando. For you, 
Orlando probably. was about eight hours. And then um, stay overnight, and then I forget how we did it actually. Maybe I went up Wednesday, and then I pre- no, I went up Tuesday. I prepped Tuesday afternoon. Wednesday was show day, and I left Thursday morning early. Tim and yeah. I had to get up early, and I would make like the four o'clock show at Vice Motors Action again or something. So I was working. It was seven days a week. I mean, it was you know, it was it would kept you on your toes, but you would do a crash on Wednesday night, and do a bunch of those stunts. It was that was fun though. I mean, double dipping, and then. There was there was a, a season a where time. I was on set, so I had other people do some crashes as well. Wasn't, wasn't as there. fun. Wasn't as fun. It wasn't as. Fun. Thank you. No, I know. Because <laughs> we didn't go to Hooters the night before. The Masters. Yes, I've heard of that place. <laughs> Masters. Because uh, yeah. if you go to Myrtle Beach, go to Masters. I'm sure they already have. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sure a lot it's of worth people it. have The it. wings are amazing. Chicken yeah, wings, yeah, the wings. Hot style chicken wings and the drafts. It's kind of what I remember, you know. Fun <laughs> time. Good memories. Do you th- nice. What do you think Masters is? Masters? Uh, machine shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We used to have Master Motors where I live. So. <laughs> now, unusual... <laughs> track circumstances uh, I'd have to say uh, when I was in Tampico, Mexico with the Kovaz show uh, the baseball diamond we were performing at had a railroad track going through it and we had to stop the sh- in the middle through of the, the show huh? the railroad track went through the baseball field? through the outfield or something because we had to stop the show so the freight train could come through the Ball diamond. Oh, I oh yeah, I have a picture of the freight train coming through. That's crazy. <laughs> the area where we're performing at. So we had to stop temporarily for the train to go by. And then we proceeded with the show. Imagine now, mm. today, them building a baseball field where a railroad tracks goes through the baseball field. It would never, so, that would never happen. Help me out. What movie is that? Um, when he, when he, um, he, a train track of its own. No, the train tracks in the in the, in the outfit. Perfect. Hear that truck now. What's the movie when he inherited all the money? Brewster's Millions. That was in Brewster's Millions. Yes. You don't know. Railroad track. They use that field. I I believe so. I'm thinking back. It was a classic movie. Um, Richard Pryor, right? Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor, absolutely. Happened. So, and uh, yeah, Richard Pryor. You're gonna sit there, probably. Like the bike guy uh, will be back too. What? Um, no. Where was it? That or where they he switched places with the rich guy? Instead no, not that, that one. one. That's, no, no, no. Were you thinking of? I don't know, it was a couple of us. Now we're outdating ourselves, kind of. That, that's classic stuff. And then there's the toy. They would never do it. The toy was oh, I'm making that these days. Holy crap! <laughs> Listen, for the record, it was awesome to grow up in that era. I, I'm talking about my era, but no offense, you have another era. But oh. It was even better back then. Even better. That's what I'm saying. I was born too late to be a thrill show driver. I wanted to be a. If I was, you know, should have got well. boring in the '90s and 2000s, really. No offense to I probably got in on the very end of the, when it was real, real popular still. Well, the only still. good thing is, like, we, it, it, safety's still a factor, obviously, but 
I mean, listen, we still crash cars without cages and we do it minimally. And there's a, there's a fine line between obviously how far you go and how much you roll or whatnot. But, you know, we're able to, we learned and, and with the safety of the cars and whatnot, we get away with it today in live shows because you don't have the time to weld in a cage or bolt in a cage or take the seats out or you just take the glass out and you do it and you get it done and there's a couple crashes and I mean that's but I'm glad I grew up you know doing that even in the 90s you guys showed me you were like you know I was I was actually scared of Johnny back then so you were around Johnny when you were young yeah, so he was one funny. of the first people that you were around absolutely um <laughs> 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 I remember, we, I stayed in the bunkhouse. Johnny had his own truck back then, driving the... Yeah, the Volvo. Yeah, the how old Volvo. is Johnny? You had the car hall. I'm in my 40s. And you're how old? Wow, were you? 20s. Oh, I was 21. Okay. 21, so, but I remember, um, and I knew, and obviously Andy was a friend of mine, and Jeff Lindstrom before that, just for a year, there's a whole story about that, but we won't get into it then. Um, I knew them from like training and stunts and whatnot from Holmesdale, Pennsylvania when I came and watched you guys. So I joined the show and uh, I have no seniority. I looked up to everyone else, you know, but the way the bunks were lined up, you had you, you had to dry your towel on like a seatbelt. We would nail our seatbelt to the bunks and that was like your curtain, that was like your, your, your almost uh, shower rod to hang and dry your... So I asked, I'm like, and Andy's like, just go ask Johnny. He's stripping the junkers. Go ask him for a seatbelt. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to. Johnny, can I have, can I have a, just like a seatbelt? Like, yeah, sure. Like snaps it out, cuts it. I'm like, thank you, sir. I'll never forget that. For some dumb reason, I just remember. But every show I watch Johnny roll, watch him roll. And it was always precise. And it was always hand over hand. It would, you know, and the momentum yeah. took you down. Like it, it was just, and you're not a short, short dude. Like you know, no, I'm six more foot. I can get down quick, man. But you just hand over hand with with, with open face helmet. Yeah, yeah, my bubble goggles when you were on the you show because you upped it to bubble because the dirt would get in my that yeah. pea gravel would get in your eyes. Otherwise, just watching him doing it, you know, really like those like, old NASCAR, like yeah, I buy bubble goggles at the bike shop. Called, or there's no like, yeah, they they're, they're called bubble goggles. Really were, yeah. Don't you have a pair yeah, of my old bubble happened. goggles? Yeah, or something? Exactly what, <laughs> that's exactly what they were. I don't have a pair. I'd like a pair. Oh, you. Andy or somebody said they had oh, an I'm old sure. pair of mine. Or something. Find on eBay right now. Oh. Selling it for $64.30. Um, no, no, but, but that's what I remember. And that's how, when I started to crash and roll, That's I, I took that with it. You know, I took that and kind of just hand over hand to this day still, you know, just because you got to get it done. It's not like, and I know other people have their own little thing. Hey, grab it at. You yeah, know, a lot of people come in. Just crank it over like that's that's. I would like just come in like this, and I crank it, and then I grab it, and so both again, my hands would be at the, the bottom. So, records for so long. But he, but he would only he only rolled a few times because then he started skiing it, and he couldn't seem to get the car to roll because they were big cars. Yeah. So one night we're at a fair, and they go, "Okay, give it one more try." Roll this car. It's a big car, and he goes down. It's dark down in the turn. He goes down there, and he never comes back. Come so on. I go, <laughs> I go running down. <laughs> yeah, he never. I so I go running down there, and the car's on its side. Oh, he, shut up. He's got it up on his side, turning it around. Oh, no. So he's in there screaming. So those old boxy cars. We used to have to put another block on on the. The, uh, the, the rollover block. 
when you would do it, you, you oh the big the Cadillacs band, and, and stuff. Were, yeah, and you and you were lucky if you could even get it on the roof then. Some of the junkers were actually even for me they were nice cars, man. But yeah. you know, and I had that big pimp Cadillac that time. Were you? In Marietta, Ohio, and I got Andy got on the perch, and he it had a hood ornament on it, and never it was a pimp mobile, some big Cadillac brome. And I, I, Andy was doing the perch, and I come down there going like seventy or eighty, and this Cadillac did the hoods big enough to make a carport out of, and Andy was just. Almost yeah. white with fright. I remember. We were in Woodstock, Ontario, Canada, '96. I remember you had a uh, you had a station wagon. And it was the first station wagon, and it's coming at me. I'm on the perch. Oh. oh, did ha did I take the rack off, or did it have a rack? Because we always thought about rack. Like from like a photo, oh. a photo out there with like the Canadian flag in the background and me like midair and uh, station wagon, but it's, it was long. I'm like, I don't know if I can. And you kind of, there was no secret to it. You didn't jump up. You just let the momentum kind of stay there and then you drop down, go on the balls of your feet and then seven feet high every day. Seven feet high, right? I think so. They were. They Probably. Like, yeah, I did that for years. And then I tore my ACL skiing one season and then the next season I went back and did it again. Did a 60 of them that year, and there were times I made it so jacked up. Oh, this is silly shit. Kind of got it done. They, we had a guy on the Kovacs show the first year I was on it, and he was an old timer. He had been on uh, Swenson's Thrillcade and everything else, and he's supposed to be a good T bone and crash guy. Anyway, they'd have him roll once in a while, and he didn't like to land upside down and we had an old checker cab it was a dead stick didn't run it had been in a demo derby and so billy little he was the star driver and so he goes i'm gonna he says bring me the dykes over and he cut the brake lines that day because he was going to push him in that night and i was standing by the ramp and that guy's eyes were like as big as eggs because he was going real fast when Billy brought him in, you know, and the car did like a double. And yeah, he, <laughs> he normally taps the brake. Well, he didn't. He, if you only want to wheel to wheel, you go maybe 30. Yeah. And, you know, I would, on Charlie's show, I'd come in at 40 to get a double usually, 40 miles an hour. Yeah. But I'd say 12, 12 miles an hour gets you a roll, then every 10 after that is another roll. Yeah. Depending on your car. Like that's like a nimble Honda or something. I averaged about forty on Charlie's show, I remember, for a rollover. Depending Usually, the, I think. Like the Red Mile, you could just you can go. And again, those four tourists, I remember because they were gonna keep rolling and it was softer that way. The more you went, it was like the less you felt. Yeah, the boxy actually. ones are like Oh my uh, that's how you get hurt, those other ones. I've done it and Oh yeah, the littler cars. I did a little one at the Red Mile. I have it on video. It did a double, but it bounced. It lands on its wheels because I got my bubble goggles on and <laughs> that uh, ripped up white uh, uniform that you said I wore over to the picnic yeah. they had oh, for yeah. us. <laughs> the overalls. I used to roll and again, I have short sleeves when I started. Roll with short sleeves and sneakers, the black pants, you know, and show shirt. And I mean, obviously gloves, but it was never, uh, yeah. Get it done. I think the oldest car I rolled was that ran was probably 
Well, around a 46. I rolled a 46 Dodge. I think that was a dead stick. And the engine fell out when I went upside down. The engine fell out on the ground. And then I rolled a, uh, like a 48 Chevy Fastback. That one ran, I remember. And uh, got a couple of rolls out of that old car. But that's the oldest cars I've rolled, I think, were in the 40s. You know what it was too, though? I think and you, you, it was easier to take the glass out back then. Oh, yeah, it was, it was real easy. Epoxy on the windows. You there wasn't any. You, you just took the chrome off, and it was in a, a rubber thing, and you popped it right yeah, out. It just took time out of your work day in general. Now you see us, like, literally. So I, you I, can't I, use I, the window I knife? I sawzaw it out. I, I, we have window knives with me, but some of those Fords, man. Some of them, you out. can't even cut it with those window knives. Yeah, Toyotas or... or even I, when I was doing Charlie's show, I, I'd use a claw hammer, and I'd claw yeah. hammer all the way around. Just vacuum everything. And then I'd put duct tape on it and leave the crust on all around it. It's not like it's a demo derby and you have three well, months I know to... I've done a couple of cars with you. Yeah. And it was with the knife, which you, I'm sure a lot of people don't know. It's like a... 90 degree little blade, blade yes exactly. but then it's got a handle it's got your regular handle and then it's got a like a, a cable handle, yep. and then a pulley handle also so you can pull it through and we did some cars for a couple of years ago and it was not no easy tough. gotta keep going and go it'll take over an hour of just just like to the, cut the epoxy around no. the outside so and if you've never off. broken one out yeah, you uh, basically have to hammer down. all the way around try. the entire yeah. thing like for a front windshield with the uh, shatterproof At shit. At the end in of there. the day, the when they start adding that, the shatterproof stuff. Actually, they had shatter started like on the 34 DeSoto airflows. Really? Actually, they started doing safety class, which was what? where it didn't fall out. If you threw a ball through it, yeah. it would go through the window, but it would stop. Wow. On the 34, I think 34 DeSoto airflows, they they showed it at the Chicago World's Fair. I think in 34 they had a, uh, a DeSoto. Uh, they were showing the new DeSoto airflows, and they were showing how the it had safety glass because they had a girl sitting behind the window, and they, she had her face up there, and the guy threw a baseball against it, and it didn't. Shatter on the inside. I didn't know this. Were you alive then? No, I was not alive then. <laughs> I went to it. I see we're going to have some electricity yeah, tonight. I worked here. <laughs> oh, boy. Johnny has a uh, taser. He keeps going in case you guys. I'm it's like, what do you bad. think is yeah. going on? There's this no canings with 20 the years just... ago. This wow. is not 20 years ago. Maybe we would have upset him so much we got tased. Imagine. But I've seen him staple shirts to the bunk. That was Andy's clown shirt. I've seen your. I did. Oh, absolutely. I nailed you people's shoes to the floor, and then yeah, they'd slip was... in them and try to take off and go down. <laughs> That's another thing. People used to kind of joke around on, sh but you were, you know, you were together three or four months th those days, and you can kind of you gotta have thick skin, and and do your job on the track and go to the next show where it's hard to find that you know that brotherhood these days to travel with people you would know this even doing shows with somebody yeah. setting up with someone at the end of the day you're like fuck this guy like man i just want to get that's back home. a lot of times who i brought depended on Absolutely. who i liked being Listen, around that's like in film work too yeah. i mean you got to get the job done at the end of the day you're good at what you do whatever it might be but 
you're not sometimes I'm sure coordinators they know that themselves they don't hire somebody who they can get along with better who does the yeah. job just as well as someone who they don't get along with yeah. but if the, the, the friend is busy on another project you're going to hire yeah, well, that's I hated those when we had double bookings or something, something like yeah. that because you inevitably ended up having I know. to. You had to go down the line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you're like, ah, we got to yeah. get this guy. I, I got to pay I, him. He's, he can jump now. He'll gonna get the be, job done. All week's going to be, I'm going to have to listen yeah. to stories. Well, he'll still do the tricks. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Now, how many shows did you used to do a day at Springfield, was it? Uh, Did you do several shows a day? Well, Springfield, I mean the Big E. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How uh, many? Seventeen day fair. We would do two to three shows. Okay, two I to three say shows. Three shows, maybe even Friday. Definitely Saturday, Sunday, three shows a day. And they were like half hour shows. And they were, um, yeah, half hour, okay. no more than forty minutes. Uh, it was almost like a theme park where you had to get them in and get them out. Right, yeah. you didn't want to keep them there. The circus was starting on the other end of the fairgrounds at a certain time. They wanted, you know, spend money over here doing things. We were just kind of a an act along the way, so no crashes. And if it rained, we were on pavement, and uh, we had to cancel if it rained too much. You know, cars would just they would be hitting walls. We were only confined so much. Great show, fun to be at. Um, yeah, it was great food. Listen, the people that know the Springfield, Massachusetts, uh, the Big E. It's it was fun to be there. And we only got that date really when I was with Charlie. We got it after, in ninety, starting in ninety nine. Right? Ninety eight or nine, you got it. I, I never went there. Yeah, so. ninety nine. I was well, fired by then. We had uh, Chuck Fortson and, and Bill and Mackie and uh, Tim. So in ninety nine, we started from ninety nine to four. I did the big E. We started with Toyotas, then we had Fords later on. Do you know the, the fair at all in Springfield, Mass? That's oh, awesome. It was just nice to be there anyway. Cause you didn't have to, again, load up, leave. You didn't get filthy. There was no red clay. You know, you, you did your job during the day. You set track. And uh, there was always a danger during the show. But it, we didn't really do anything crazy with car crashes. Did the fire stunts, motorcycle stunts. But that was a, that was a nice gig to get, you know. Did you ever do any motorcycle stunts? I actually did, absolutely. What did you do? Because they would get hurt. I, mean, I wouldn't jump it. I did no. the firewall. Okay. I was, yeah, I do the firewall a couple of times. Tunica, Mississippi, I did one. I think Serge Ball, you might have gotten hurt that year. Went to Tunica, Mississippi for a uh, pay-per-view thing. Brian Carson was jumping a, a car off the roof. Where at? And they had Tunica. Doug DeMocus, the Wheelie there. King. There's a this was a Mississippi. There. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they made it. They, Brian Carson kind of made this. Where? What venue were you at? Some Samstown. Okay, you were at the casino. Samstown okay. because the posters ring a bell. I know we had posters, and um, Charlie ended up putting. You know, he got the show for a certain price. We did our show from a seventy-minute show. We didn't. We did crashes, I think, as well. So we kind of dumbed it down a little bit so other people could do acts. Um, Doug Danger was there doing a ten-car jump. Doug Demokas was there doing the tricycle. The Wheelie King. Wheelie King, absolutely. Had lunch with him. He was a great guy. Unfortunately, passed away that same yeah. year. We were oh, there. Oh, really? Only two months later, I want to say, wow. from a from a from a. He had a gyro uh, on his front wheel. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. No, I watched him go through the casino, and he did some crazy tricks. He was cool. He was really neat. Ahead <laughs> of his time for like. What you want to hear my tunica story? I was brought there in January or February to do something with this smaller, it's not, they're, 
National Arena Cross Tour. It was a smaller Arena Cross Tour. They brought us in to ride inside the casino. Had like a little room at the end of it. I don't know what it was for. Yeah. And I, I was asked, what's the smallest you can get your ramp in? It was the trailer ramp. And I said, 10 feet is the smallest. And that's, uh -oh. it's a double <laughs> axle trailer. You had to take one of the tires off Holy of one shoot, of the axles really? so that that little yeah, block in between yeah. would flip and it would drop more. And then we had to let the air yeah, out of the tires yeah. some more to get it to get under there. Well, so when I show up there, the door is 10 8. <laughs> Uh, yep. No, sorry, nine, nine eight. eight, and I go. He goes, well, and I'm like, I can't get in that. And he goes, what? Well, take uh, the tires about, off. About ten feet. I said, yeah, that four. I told you ten. I'm like, that four inches is not. Wow, that's a. Yeah. I'm like, literally, it was on the floor, on the frame when we drug it in that one building. It. Yeah, we unhooked like. Oh. Yes, we flipped, took tires off. Oh, the my. block flipped. We let the air out. It was literally on the frame and we drug it in with a machine wow and Didn't i'm like damage anything no scraped up the floor Nothing. no and, and there was like a wall there too it was a pain in the ass getting in in that building but uh so Not then it happens to be guess what six degrees in mississippi that night <laughs> <laughs> we jump outside in the parking lot it's six degrees and then i hear somebody i'm watching the race and i hear somebody say they had to jump outside because clint didn't read his emails apparently he didn't know who i was because i was no. sitting like right behind <laughs> he's just like he didn't read his email he didn't know how big door was and i was like no i was fucking told it was 10 feet yeah that that'll happen miscommunication <laughs> with promoters or... he was i figured it was close yeah it's close but i will say we're looking good on camera not really losing light but you definitely want to pan around i keep adjusting you want to see what we're towing right like you want to show other things before you i started doing the firewall on the Kovacs show and but uh, I wore a leather jacket some gloves just had the cotton pants on cotton pants. and an open face helmet with no goggles is that right and uh, they told you to rub Vaseline on your face which was a petroleum when you think of it so my face was always burnt I ended up breaking my nose a few times and then we used redwood really? and i ended up with redwood going in my leg in las vegas that one night doing the motorcycle firewall and i Is thought it was just danger? huh i met <laughs> him doctor, last year doctor danger he was at yeah i, I met him last you know year yeah you're making a bunch of noise well no i am not because you rubbed against it you rubbed um it. yeah when i was at lebanon valley last year you were there yeah I talked, I met him there. Oh, there. Yeah, we've all worked with Dr. I figured you guys are both from the 30s. You should know each other. Oh. Yeah. It's taser time. Taser time. Oh, my. Um, no, I think he's younger than me. Um, and we ran out of the redwood, beveled redwood for the firewall, and they bought some uh, that sounds green one-by-twos. They brought, bought some one-by-twos. That's all we could find, of pine. And they even gaffed him with his saw, but, and we did a double firewall. We put one firewall, then we had another one about four foot away, and we'd pour gas all in between and everything. And I knew it was going to hurt, 
So I had a new Bell helmet, uh -huh. and it actually it cracked my helmet and shoved it down over my eyes when I went through. I had a headache, but they didn't. Even where they gaffed the wood, it didn't break there. Really? It, it, my head broke it. Um, so. <laughs> when I did it in uh, South Carolina for Jason, I couldn't find the right wood. It was a teeny bit thicker, and it was like not that, that bad. That landed on the landing like, no. That was Ohio. Yeah. Um, no, this wow. was in South Carolina, but it was a teeny bit thicker, and I went through, and it was like, it was still like un it was like floor underlayment or some shit like that but it was still like yeah a little bit listen bigger. it could wrap around you and that i mean yeah. it, it could be a very dangerous stunt either way it's not like there's a gimmick that you can get by I mean, it's still a thing but mostly uh different types of wood the easiest looking stunts are the ones you don't want to take for granted those usually are the ones you get hurt on Right away. Yeah, I burnt all the hair the off my leg car. one night. <laughs> burnt all the hair off my leg one night doing the firewall. <laughs> <laughs> what are you wearing? Angle socks under my pants. Right. I did do... Around, I like, you packed wrong. Yeah, you got cocky. <laughs> I did motorcycle jumping on the Govaz show in Mexico. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was a 20-foot jump. It was probably... What would you say? Three foot high takeoff. Uh -huh. We use the two foot wide car ramp for takeoff, and you landed on a two foot wide. Oh yeah. Ramp too, and yeah. there was a twenty foot gap, and I would jump over the clown sitting on a block in the middle, and that's about you could put like three big cars in twenty foot if they were side by side. And that was the big motorcycle jump back then. But that's gnarly just because the landing's so small. And you had to make sure it was lined up perfectly because I remember just being a half inch off of the line going up the ramp yeah. and my back wheel almost yeah. didn't land on the ramp. Yeah. But the very the guy that was training me, the very first one I made, I went uh, over uh, over forty feet. Because I automatically gave it the throttle when I went up the takeoff yeah. ramp, and, and the bike was straight up like that, and I go, I'm going to crash. And for some reason, I got it down on the wheels. Yep. And I come around, and he, he was laughing at me, and he goes, now just keep the bike ride like you're going down the street, and just keep it that way, going up the ramp and everything. And he said, you'll be fine. So I did it like 10 times in a row. And everyone was perfect, so then I started doing it in the show. And it was on a Islo, which is like a Honda, Mexican Honda. It was a 250 street bike. Yeah. So that's what I did, the ramp-to-ramp -ramp jump. That was my ramp-to-ramp -ramp experience. I don't even remember anything. I remember the first car I crashed. That's amazing. Way the first model. Less time ago. All right. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. So, for sure, though, but thanks for having us out. Well, we're going to do some more. <laughs> I mean, more. It was absolutely. Like there's we're here all week, so we're going to get some more. I want to get some more specific, any good. Uh, we need to do some stuff for crazy action sports stories. So we'll just pick a good story. Yeah. And then Longest car jump, getting hurt, car jump. There you go. Not getting exactly. hurt, car jumping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, well, yeah, this come. is in the... 
uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, people used to go and watch cars. Oh, please. You got, I mean, you can Google the crap out of it. And there's some amazing things out there about. And again, I, I was a 90s guy joining the Thrill Show, and I didn't know of it being from southern New York, right? We had county fairs, but it wasn't like the upper tier in New York where the Cotchman Show, you know, obviously the Chickwood Show would go, but I don't even know where Teeter went back then or huh? Fleener, or I don't know if you guys, but I mean, it was one of those things where... thing is you're naming all these different shows, right? Actually, and now there's... Exactly. Right here. <laughs> that's <it. laughs> So that's crazy, you know, that it's kind of like uh, yeah, people going just... away. And I posted that. I posted the video. Anybody saw the video that I posted on Instagram that got like 10 million views? That's this guy jumping. And, and a lot of jump. people are like. Echo Dragway, New Jersey. Yeah, but people are like. What was the plan here? What was the goal? That didn't well, work out. Thing, and I'm like, it's I mean, a crash. What are you talking like, about? You know, 140, 150 foot jump into cars and everything worked out great. No pyro that day. And um, I've done hundreds of them before with pyro, more gnarlier, towing outhouses or, or boats or campers, right? And flipping and whatnot. And this was kind of just an up and a down and a hit. And, oh my God. If people shit themselves online about that jump, like, yeah, they got to get out of the house, man. Like, there's some other gnarly stuff going on, not just on ESPN, but around the corner with your local venue having a thrill night or bike night. You know, people probably don't even know what motorcycle jumping is. I mean, it's well, honestly, sure there are people in the country who just haven't ventured yeah, out, and they don't, sure. or they just don't care. Which I can, like, you know, I don't or think. they're from the city. Like most of the comedians I know. They have no idea about any of this. My whole thing is it's funny though when people go, why, why do that or or what was the goal or whatever. I mean, you could always either a change the channel, but you're not gonna you you're not gonna if somebody somebody puts a ramp out on a track and you see this car out there and you you're wondering why these ten cars are lined up, why this ramp that looks like a car ramp, he might jump off that ramp, they're not gonna go to the bathroom. They're yeah. not gonna get popcorn. They're going to watch whatever happens then, and it can be a lot of things that happen, but still going to keep you in your seat, and it's going to sell tickets. So if they're not doing it, I might as well do it. Yeah. That's, that's my it's a way of life. And you do. For now. <laughs> and you do. Yeah. Keeping it alive. All right. Uh, Good job. What's follow, like, subscribe. Chris, most stunts on Instagram. Yeah. What's your social media handles? <laughs> black cat hell drivers. Yeah, no, black cat. Hell Chris and I have the black cat hell drivers. Guess what? You're still gonna get Chris. Yeah, Chris and I have the black cat hell drivers. But yeah, of course. No, I mean if they write black cat. If they write to no, we have our, our secretary in the office, obviously, and then we have our social media team that's all over the world. Right now, I think they're in uh, Bangladesh. They're talking about signing some autographs, signing some deals. With big uh, those guys that ghost ride the whip, yeah, yeah, then they're going to India and then um, Europe, I think Asia. But I get confused, it's just amazing. There's so many people out there doing black cat hell drivers that behind the scenes, but you know, there's only a couple performers and we have more on the road that are on their way to the next show, so gotta interview them too. All right, yeah, we'll have them. All right.